Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Bed. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. This is Deep Water, folks, fellow conspiracy realists. Uh, earlier, years ago, your faithful correspondence created a video related to this topic. We've talked about it in past episodes as well. A funny story, Matt, it can actually be difficult for a casual YouTube browser to find our octopus episode about uh, the death of journalist Danny Casalero. Yes, but I think I got it on like the YouTube front page. If you go to YouTube slash conspiracy stuff, it's on a playlist down there. And uh, I'm going to make sure it's there by the time you hear this episode. Awesome. Yeah, we've uh, uh, we meaning meaning Matt and partners of ours are putting in some work to uh, to do even more cool stuff with the YouTube channel. So check that out after you have checked out the book that we came out with and left a and left a review on your review platform of choice, whether that's Amazon, Goodreads uh, or, you know, your own thing. 
And can we just say, um, Ben, you always say that you're the most important part of the show, and uh, we all three stand by that. It's absolutely true. We appreciate all of the feedback and all of the suggestions for episodes and just for you being, you know, part of the stuff that I want you to know, family. And uh, it would just mean the world to us to, you know, really support the show um, by grabbing this book and it will keep us from getting fired by our corporate overlords. So seriously, you know, do us a solid. It's holiday times. Yeah, yeah, it's holiday time. So if you want to uh if you want to get something that speaks to the uh interest of your loved ones, your friends or family, or you feel like you might be need to talk a crazy relative off a cognitive ledge, this is the book for you. And if you don't like it, give it to your enemies. That'll show them. Uh speaking of Fellow conspiracy realist, let's give a shout out to Connor, who played a big part in getting this episode back in the front of our minds. We know that there are a lot of attempts to bury some of the information we're going to talk about today. Uh, we want to bring this story again to the forefront of publicly available discourse this may be the first episode in a series. The rabbit hole just goes too deep, but we will give you the facts and then we will share with you the craziness. You can call that a promise. That is going to be one of many terrible puns in today's show. No Here are e. the facts. No E. Yes, promise. No E. P-R-O-M-I-S. It's an acronym for a kind of case management software. I know snooze fest, but. Let's get into it. What does the acronym stand for? Well, originally it was Project Management Integrated System. <laughs> originally. Cool. But, uh, cool. Totally get what that is. Very clear. Yeah. Yeah. But the one, the thing we know it as, and the thing we're going to focus on is called Prosecutors, like Prosecutor, Prosecutors Management Information System. Yeah. And to understand why this was such a big deal in the first place, uh, you have to understand something that is going to be <laughs> going to be so obvious to many people who've worked in government. So the U.S. government, despite being the world's most dangerous military and despite having tons of money to throw at any given problem, the U.S. government in many ways is pretty archaic. You know, you will see everything from people still using typewriters to uh, light legacy proprietary systems and no one will change them just because the expense is too much and people already know the equipment, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and this is, this can be surprising, you know, because often I guess in uh, fiction, you will see different government agencies portrayed as uh, using the latest technology. You know what I mean? Like you watch law enforcement shows like Law and Order SVU or something, and their office looks amazing. It's so well lit and they've got all these great computers. Uh, Everyone's so good looking. Yeah, everyone could be a waiter in Los Angeles. It's amazing. But that's not the case. And it hasn't been the case for a long, long time. A lot of times uh, for decades, even now, people are dealing with mountains and troves of paperwork and data and you have to 
check for one thing and you find yourself looking for a needle in a haystack, you don't have good case management. Uh, and that's where promise came in. Uh, in this sense, case is case is uh, kind of a, a, a legal term, though it goes beyond that. And management describes everything that pertains to a specific case. So promise has this ability when it comes out to give a total rundown of all federal cases. It just hoovers them up, any case where a lawyer's been involved, and you can cross-check it with defendants. You can cross-check that specific lawyer, that court. Uh, you can see how it all worked out, et cetera, et cetera. It's really convenient. It's kind of automation, right? And this is, for large government entities, that's a godsend. Uh, you're hearing this now, and you might be thinking, okay, yeah, that's good. It makes people's job easier. What gives? What's the big deal? Well, uh, it gets, we'll get to that. It gets weird. We have to introduce something that used to be a nonprofit, the Creators of Promise, Inns Law, which is not a kind of coleslaw, which was disappointing to me. So Inns Law, uh, oh gosh, it's hard to not even say it with that slaw. Let's, let's, let's try it. Inns Law. Inns Law was originally an acronym uh, all its own, the Institute of Law and Social Research. And, you know, in general, on the show, what do we usually notice when we have absurdly snoozy, innocuous names? Uh, okay, we'll leave it to you to decide. But uh, it's the front. Nef it's nefarious the front. activity. Nefarious masquerading behind this banality. Uh, it's 1973. The scene is set. There's this fellow named William A. Hamilton. Uh, he's trying to get his shot. Uh, it's a different kind of shot, though. Hamilton, this Hamilton, founded Inns Law with grants and contracts from the Law Enforcement Assistance Administration. This is what ultimately led to promise with, with, uh, with no E. Promise. Sounds like an 80s band like a like a new age band or new wave band or something it does kind of yeah man i mean they could even go the extra step and call it promise with a z nobody take that idea that's the best idea we've had this morning <laughs> and well in this thing that he was he was creating this software or that hamilton had an idea to create he was trying to bring the doj the department of justice into a new age where you could easily find information regarding the cases you have to deal with it, rather than, like you said, running around and looking at files in file cabinets, because there were so many dang file cabinets, like just rooms <laughs> dedicated, ballroom-sized rooms dedicated to files. And hey, now it's in your computer. Or it could be, if you use Promise software. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this, so this idea is brilliant. And Inslaw is originally funded as a nonprofit. It starts as a nonprofit. Uh, it comes from this thing called the Law Enforcement Assistance Administration, which would provide grants and contracts for this sort of research. Promise gets designed by Hamilton and company in the late 1970s and 80s. And like you said, Matt, it's bringing things into the computer age. In spring of 1981, the Reagan administration said, Promise is one of our greatest assets. By 1983, Promise has transformed fundamentally. 
And Inns Law has also transformed. They're no longer a uh, nonprofit company. They have, these are all just the facts. We're not to the crazy stuff yet, but uh, they start fighting with the DOJ or they start having what corporate America calls a healthy conversation because they, because Inns Law made this promise software for the government with government funding they can't claim ownership. They don't have proprietary rights. So when they go private, they make a new souped up version of promise. You know, think of it like compare, think it's comparable to um, a PS5 compared to a PS2, right? For all the gamers out there. And the DOJ does say, hey, they've got a good claim to this because they went private and they, they made their own thing. But uh, I bet it's until they saw how much it would cost to like license the software. <laughs> probably, you're probably right, uh, and it's no, it's no wonder. Like this was crazy good stuff. It's a program that makes it made it easy to monitor defendants, lawyers, and judges. But astute observers notice this same kind of system, the same kind of approach, could help you track terrorists, drug smugglers human traffickers, political dissidents, and anyone could use it if they had the program. This set the stage for a ton of court battles between Inslaw and the DOJ, and as we'll see, a ton of allegations. It's a story a lot of people don't talk about these days. Uh, More and more sources over the years have alleged that promise grew way beyond what it was meant to do, and as it grew, it grew beyond the law. So what's what's the reason this is on a show that applies critical thinking to conspiracy theories? Is it possible that intelligence officials, not just from the U.S., took this software, souped it up, weaponized it, and use it to spy on other governments and other legitimate private institutions? Did they build a backdoor to the world? Well, we're going to pause for a word from our sponsor. And if we don't get Castellaroed, we'll be right back. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Here's where it gets crazy. Okay, so we said the Hamilton family, they're they're fighting with the Department of Justice. What did the Hamiltons say? Well, uh, the Hamilton family really did enter into quite a brutal and nasty, very bitter confrontation over the software. The Washington Post reported the Hamiltons believed the government was had it out for them, was trying to ruin their reputations, ruin their livelihood, take away everything that they'd built. Um, They believed that Promise was getting wrapped up in some sort of global network of foreign and domestic intelligence agencies, uh, which were using it to spy on other institutions. Um, They also believed there was a genuine conspiracy happening, uh, one that would eventually lead to the death of the, the journalist that you mentioned, Ben, Danny Casolaro. Can we pause here for a moment and just talk about the potential? What could a state actor use this software for, right? And we're talking about spying. So it's collecting the data, in this case, in the United States for the Department of Justice. That's a lot of information, right? That's people who are who have cases against them. That's people who are prosecuting those cases. That's everybody involved in the process. I'm assuming it's a ton of documentation on each one of those cases, on individuals and you know companies and agencies, government agencies. Uh, if that software was available, let's say in a different country, uh, uh, let's just throw one out there like Iran in this time, right? If Iran had this software and they were using it for their own judicial system and their Department of Justice, and then the U.S. or somebody else had a back door into that system, they could see everything that was happening. At the law's highest echelons in that country. Ooh, echelon. 
Ooh, echelon. <laughs> but I mean, that could be a serious weapon for an intelligence agency or for just a, a country's external security services. Yeah, the potential is there. There's also, uh, given that visibility, there's also the ability to make a hefty profit in an off-the-books way. Like, uh, So um, another, I was trying to think of a good comparison, right? Because most people listening to this show are not high-level state intelligence entities, nor global financial institutions. So imagine it this way. Um, imagine, you know, like a phone is a terrible example. Imagine you have a car, you need a key for your car, and there are only one or two companies that make car keys, right? So you buy from them. So you don't have to build your own car key company. And then later you find out that this manufacturer of keys has put a little thing into your key that lets them know every time you take your car somewhere, where it goes, what speed you're at, what you know your latitude and longitude are. And also it can uh, remotely start the car when you're not around. Stuff like that. And that, that sounds very sci-fi, but that's essentially the allegation regarding promise. It's a backdoor into the world and it's under the guise of, hey, here's a convenient way to collect all your stuff. You know, we'll make a spreadsheet for you while we learn everything you want to keep secret. And the concept here, at least from the perspective of Inslaw, is that the U.S. government in some capacity and or maybe other governments have created that backdoor like that's what they're saying right and danny casalero as we've established in other episodes and videos danny casalero is a journalist and writer who was found dead in 1991 in west virginia his wrist had been slashed uh, 10 to 12 times is officially ruled a suicide uh, many people have challenged that official conclusion because he was working on a story that he called the octopus and uh, check out, check out our previous work on that. It is a doozy. As a matter of fact, promise is a doozy. The Hamiltons claimed the software was stolen. Oh, and Danny was allegedly going to meet a source about the octopus, by the way. Can I just say 10 to 12 times? How do you explain 10 to 12 slashes being self-inflicted? Yeah, there are a lot of questions. If you look at the circumstances, Casalero did appear to leave a suicide note. There was no sign of forced entry nor struggle. There was also the presence of alcohol in the hotel room where it was found. And police, uh, police and the medical examiners there in Martinsburg did conclude it was a suicide. But people think it was close to connecting a lot of dots about promise and how... It was seeded throughout the world. The claim that the Hamiltons have, or you know, if you believe some of the other narratives out there are still all alleged, then they will say that this stuff was taken by the DOJ, the new version of Promise, and a guy named Earl Bryan, who was um, an envoy to Iran under the Reagan and then the H.W. Bush administration, weaponized it or oversaw it being bugged to create that back door, they started selling it to all sorts of folks. Another person, the 
Hamilton's and various journalists allege was involved with this theft is a guy named Rafi Itan, who was uh, at the time the director of the Israeli intelligence agency Lakim or L-A-K-E-M. So the idea is they distributed this stuff after they took it to allies, to enemies alike throughout the world via different proxies, sometimes direct, you know, and then sometimes not so direct. Uh, and this had what's called SIGINT, Signals Intelligence Surveillance Technology, that U.S. and Israeli intelligence services could access in a way that didn't allow them to be caught. You wouldn't, it'd be very difficult for you to know that someone was sneaking in through the kitchen window, essentially. Uh, and we say U.S. and Israeli because those are the two intelligence organizations that are most often accused of this. Again, uh, a lot of this is alleged. But we are going to talk about some connections here, some strange connections that uh, it was Connor that brought them to to my eyes, at least, I think, to everybody here, right? Connor, Connor made me aware of the situation regarding a lot of the uh, Israeli intelligence information. And it's do can we shout out? Is it okay if we shout out Muckrock? Real quick? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Muckrock and the excellent work by the journalist Emma North Best. Yeah. Muckrock is a really interesting model. We were talking about this off air. Oh, yeah. It's super cool. I, I didn't know much about it. We've looked at Muckrock articles before because it's one of the best places to find uh, like the government documents through FOIA requests. Because the the website is just it's filled with them, and this person Emma Northbest found so many documents regarding the Promise software and Insla Affair and Danny Casalero. So kudos to you if you're out there listening, Emma. Nice work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lot got in the trenches on the FOIAs. You know the Freedom of Information Act request, and we looked at this. We looked at the work of other authors and journalists. And here is the primary narrative or the pri primary allegations. So this theft and this con job is apparently done through a company that Earl Bryan controls, a company named Hadron, and another company called Systematics Inc. Again, kind of an innocuous name, suspiciously so. Uh, Systematics Inc. is run by a guy named Jackson Stevens, and there's another company called Degem. Uh, we're not native speakers here, but that's spelled D-E-G-E-M. It is run by a guy named Robert Maxwell, who is famous in the conspiracy world for several things, uh, for being the father of Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, for being heavily linked to Mossad and uh, spycraft, excuse me, tradecraft, and uh, also being a media mogul. And for the very suspicious circumstances surrounding his untimely death, he's got a lot going on. <laughs> he's got a lot. He's got a lot. And he is an episode of his own. Basically, what we're doing here is we're kind of going down a rabbit hole, but it's like a, a rabbit hole with a lot of capillary holes associated. So we're walking by a lot of other rabbit holes. It's like a that's why we're saying, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, just so that's why we're saying this might be. Uh, the beginning of a series, you know, as a matter of fact, I hope nobody takes this idea. I want to do a long form show on this. I, 
You just might have to. I'm into it. I'm too deep. Um, but for now, like the Warrens, we're going to exercise these demons. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Uh, let's rope them in as well. Let's rope in Ed and Lorraine. So there were other companies involved with this theft and the illegal selling of this software. Uh, there was a letter sent to a guy named William F. Weld, who was the United States Assistant Attorney General for the Criminal Division. And they said, look, the, the people who wrote this letter said, look, th this stuff is going wild. It's been sold to some folks, uh, and you might not want these folks having these capabilities. One of the, uh, one of the most notorious alleged um, recipients of promise. It's a guy named Khalid bin Mufuls, uh, who was his past now died in 2009, a Saudi Arabian billionaire and former chairman of the national commercial bank. Uh, this dude is a powerful man in the world of finance. Did we even bring up, uh, uh, what's his name? Maxwell allegedly had ties to the Soviet union as well. Business ties. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, yes. come on. All of these. Okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to confuse everybody. I do apologize. I didn't mean to take it back to Maxwell. It's just, as we're all noting here, this does get really confusing and you may have to, you know, do that old back 15 seconds thing a couple times, but don't worry. That's okay. You're, you'll, all the information is going to be in here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And honestly, I think you have to, but if, if this becomes a long form podcast just on this, you know, like a dirty <laughs> dozen episodes or whatever, uh, even just eight, we could probably do it in eight, then it's going to need to have a play along at home board, you know, so yeah. we can all map this together. I am so not kidding. This should be done. Let's uh, write another book. <laughs> first yes. okay get the <laughs> okay. book out yeah. and distribute yeah. it then release the podcast so you have both together while you while you mm -hmm. take the information i out. like the play along at home thing okay I yeah i do, do more of I that do. uh so you see all right this is getting this is getting dirty folks and to be completely candid i want to be careful how i say this in general it is surprising how past a certain threshold right of prestige uh, past a certain level of rarefied air, things like intelligence agencies and spying and the world of finance and private industry and the world of government, they all start to meld together. It really is, you know, we've used this example so many times in the past, but someone's just holding up one finger or two fingers and you can't see the rest of the frame. They look like two separate entities. But if you draw back, you see the whole hand. Right. They're being sold as separate things to you, the public. But behind closed doors, you'd be surprised how much of a Venn diagram there is. I, I, I think we all are and have been continually. So, Ben, if this promise software does what it's purported to do, right, have that backdoor into other countries, judicial and intelligence systems, that's one thing that's powerful. Right. And that would be a tool for an intelligence agency or, you know, a government to use and utilize. And you can see that if, if it can really do that, that's perfect motivation. But another motivation that could exist here is money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Brian, Earl Brian, the story goes, was out to make a profit from this. 
right? And some of this money could also be funneled into off-the-books projects, stuff like the Iran-Contra scandal. That's another huge allegation there. Uh, the idea was that the NSA and other intelligence agencies could steal other countries' secrets. And if they were the operators of this, if they were sloppy or unethical, then they could so go sell those secrets somewhere else, right? Do a quid pro quo intelligence trade or just say, hey, give me some money and I'll tell you, you know, X, Y, and Z. Uh, Maxwell, Robert Maxwell, according to the allegations, again, uh, sold more than, made more than half a billion dollars off these bootleg copies of Promise. And we get to, now we get to the land of like sworn affidavits. How much do you believe uh, these people who are claiming firsthand knowledge of this? There's a book by a guy named Gordon Thomas. It's called Gideon's Spies, The Secret History of Mossad. This is an authorized history of Mossad as well. So that's that's very important. It's not made as a hit piece. The intelligence agency Mossad signed off on the publication in 2000. And this is where they talk about Rafi Atan, uh, his disclosures regarding Earl Bryan, regarding what went down with Promise. Inslaw also released their own kind of Charlie Day conspiracy board compilation. And I don't want to sound dismissive. They What they did is they connected a ton of dots. This is a memo that's 45 pages long, and it really appears to corroborate some big parts of the of the overall narrative. If it's true, if it was what was going on, there are, I mean, there are just a ton of dots and it would maybe look a bit nuts if you put it all together and laid it out in a 45 page document, which is not great for Inslaw because they don't, they don't look great either way. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's talk maybe a little bit about how the theft allegedly occurred. Uh, so there's Bill Hamilton and there's a guy named Dean Merrill who was vice president of Inslaw for a time. And they, they had a weird um, true crime moment. They were identifying some photographs and they claimed they had been visited by a man calling himself Dr. Ben Orr. Uh, that's a last name. Be Ben dash O R R. Uh, Is this a bad Ben or a good Ben? It's a last name. You can't, you know, anything goes when it's last names. You okay. Know what I mean? okay. <laughs> like when you meet a Frederick or a yeah. Fred, oh. you know, I wish you could see the face Matt's making. So, uh, so this guy claims to be a prosecutor from the nation of Israel and says, Hey, I'm really impressed with promise, uh, especially this new souped up 32 bit version you have. But, this guy doesn't buy anything that day. He never comes back. And no one knows why at the time. Like if you've ever worked in sales, whether you're selling cars or computers, you know, sometimes people walk in, they look around and then they leave. You know, they might come back. They might not. So that's what they're thinking. Uh, until later, this all lines up because they recognize a second guy from a photograph. And uh, he looks like Orr, but that's not the name he's identified by when they see this photograph. It's old Rafi Tan. Remember? 
the guy in charge of the Israeli intelligence services. Isn't that fun? Uh, he was in charge of the Israeli Defense Forces Anti-Terrorism Intelligence Unit. Yeah. So, you know, uh, getting information on terrorist activities and uh, attempting to prevent those sorts of activities from taking place, right? Anti-terrorism units are all about prediction and prevention, ideally. And the DOJ apparently sends him over to look at this property that the Inslaw folks say uh, they're planning to steal. They think DOJ factions are already planning to do a heist on this. And Itan apparently likes what he sees. We do know that DOJ documents record someone calling themselves Dr. Ben Orr leaving the Department of Justice on May 6th, 1983 with a copy of Promise on his person. On a computer tape. Remember what yes. time, what year it is, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. No USBs yet. <laughs> so according to federal court documents, Promise was actually stolen uh, from Inslaw um, by the Department of Justice directly after Eton's uh, 1983 visit to Inslaw. Um, a later uh, congressional investigation preferred to use the word misappropriated. It's a fun one. Um, spend much, anybody? Uh, and according to sworn affidavits, uh, promise was then given or sold at a profit to Israel and as many as 80 other countries by Dr. Earl W. Bryan, a man with uh, very close personal ties uh, in business to then President Ronald Reagan. The, the actor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and then presidential counsel uh, Edwin Meese. Man, rabbit holes upon rabbit holes. Well, yeah, and and lest you think we're just pulling this from uh, random weird websites or someone just writing about this, having an opinion, this comes from Wired, right, Ben? Yeah, yeah. This there's uh, there's a great series of articles by the journalist Richard L. Fricker. Uh, you can find well, one of the articles is the Inslaw Octopus. This is from 1993. So again, the story doesn't get a lot of scrutiny in the public eye, but it's important to know that there are people who have gone into the trenches deep to figure this stuff out with FOIA requests, with um, interviews, even when the sources themselves are saying, here's what I know what happened I may not be able to prove it to your satisfaction. So, yeah, and New York Times is writing about this as well. Well, why don't we take a quick break, hear from a sponsor, come back and just talk more about the, the more recent reporting on this stuff, people who have been looking into it. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. 
With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And we're back. So as we said, people have been connecting some troubling dots and making some serious allegations, linking promise to everything from the Iran-Contra scandal to terroristic activities, you name it, right? Up to including Epstein activities, by the way. <clears throat> Where did his money come from, right? And there's one book that got a great write-up in the New York Times called The Eye of Washington. It's published by, uh, or was written by two French investigative journalists, and they claim that promise was stolen and that the U.S. Justice Department created a conspiracy. They conspired to pull a wide-scale cover-up of what happened, and they further allege that this went past you know, political lines. This went past, you know, um, Reagan Republicanism, past Clinton Democrat stuff. Uh, the New York Times put it this way. They're quoting one of the authors, Fabrizio Calvi. Quote, according to Calvi, 
The real news in his book is the revelation that the National Security Administration, the NSA, has been seeding computers abroad with promise-embedded smart chips, smart standing for Systems Management Automated Reasoning Tools. They're codenamed Petri, P-E-T-R-I-E. They're capable of covertly downloading data and transmitting it using electrical wiring as an antenna to U.S. intelligence satellites. What? Hence the book's cover blurb, quote, the vastest espionage operation of this end of the century. Ooh, bold claim, but uh, seemingly accurate, given what we already know just thus far. Well, I mean, think about that concept. The NSA is giving these chips out, these smart chips that can do this, transmitting to a satellite just from the chip itself. That's nuts. Yeah, nuts and bananas. Uh, and it goes it goes further. We have to remember this is also during the heady days of the Cold War. And uh, you'll recall we earlier said that the U.S. and various U.S. factions aren't always selling this openly, as in they're not always being identified as the source. Instead, they're going through proxies. So if you want to put your ears... On your geopolitical nemesis, the Soviet Union, you can't come to them and be like, hey, guys, it's me, Johnny Blue Jeans <laughs> from the CIA. You want to buy some chips? I love I love that concept, though. It's like, hey, we've got chips. They're cheap. And they're smart. We have an acronym and everything you guys are going to love. This one's it. a spicy chip. Well, yeah. So, so what you do is you go, you get a company, a third party company to do it. That doesn't seem to be connected to you in any way. Yep. And that's where Robert Maxwell, who is so extra, as we said, shows up in the story again. He is allegedly the liaison for the U.S. to sell a bugged version of promise to the Soviet government. And according to this, this book from these authors, uh, Israel knew about this and their knowledge about this was something that they used to leverage the U.S., to pressure the U.S. to stop shipping arms to Iraq before the Gulf War. They said, look, if, you, if we can't get on the same page about this, Johnny Blue Jeans, then we're going to tell the Russians that we know all about your precious back door. Uh, the U.S., as history would prove, called that bluff uh, to their detriment. <laughs> and uh, and they, they quote people here. There's another guy named Ari Ben Menashe. Uh, this is, um, this guy could also be his own episode, frankly. He told these authors that in 1989, the Soviets did get word about what was going down and they shut down all of the computers in the GRU. That's the Soviet spy agency at the time for an entire week. They said, we're bugged, you know, shut it down. Mm -hmm. What else could you do? You know, uh, especially if you don't exactly know how everything works. You just know that there's there's some holes, right? Your cheddar cheese is all of a sudden looking a lot like Swiss. Sorry for the food thing. I'm you know, hungry, it's too. Friday. It's Friday. It's, it's an international lunch. sandwich day, by the way. Why? It's always. Yeah. It's always sandwich day to me. Well, that's true. <laughs> 
In yeah, this house, cool it's all <laughs> this house. You guys, there's uh, a firehouse yeah. subs down the road for me now, and I cannot wait. Oh, I'm cool. going to do that right after this. I uh, I have a Jersey Mike's waiting for me Wednesday. Uh, exit the session. I know we have to do meetings and stuff after this, but I I might just take a stroll as well. Uh, this episode is not brought to you by Quiznos, but oh, how we wish it was. Uh, <laughs> or just sandwiches in general. Let's just get the concept of sandwiches Quiznos as a sponsor. Quiznos still exist? I don't know. I don't know. Remember those <laughs> weird little little <laughs> monster things that were in the Quiznos commercials? We They're can't like, do this, guys. Chompers. We can't but, do this. We can't no. do this right now. There's, there's. Can't. This is so complicated. I'm all I'm thinking all about right. is sandwiches now. Oh god. No, okay. Yeah. Well, well sandwiches just, just can be complicated explain, too. Explain the complicated bits, but just use more sandwich metaphors, please. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So as it can, if conspiracies are sandwiches, promise is a Dagwood sandwich. You know what oh, I mean? It's like wow. easily a foot and a half high. It's got a ton of ingredients, and you don't know where they all come from. Right, and so you can't eat it in one bite. You can't even take a mm-hmm. bite. No, you got to eat it like a, like an elephant. You know, one mm-hmm. piece at a time. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like one of those pastrami. Sam- no, no, we're sticking with Dagwood. We're not bringing cats into this. K A T Z. So the thing is, parts of the U.S. government agree with these allegations. Remember, governments are rarely monolithic, even if they appear to be so. There's a lot of infighting in the North Korean government for instance, right? And people often think of that as a monolithic thing. Uh, The Congress of the U.S. has a problem with this. A House Judiciary Committee releases a report in September of 1992, and they say they have found and confirmed evidence raising, quote, serious concerns that high-level officials at the DOJ premeditated. So they executed a plan that they had thought about to take promise from this company, Inslaw, and destroy the company Inslaw. Inslaw was driven into bankruptcy, by the way. Uh, the committee said, we need to have an independent counsel on this, and no one paid attention. That's it. That's the, I mean, that's the headline. Uh, why, why? Why would they just steal this? It's not, like, it's not like the government is necessarily hurting for money. Right. They if they feel there is a strong enough need, the U.S. government can and will make it rain. Right. Whether we're talking weapons, whether we're talking propaganda, whether we're talking about cool, hard cash, they will do it. But it's weird because I'm trying to imagine that that kind of spending being on the books. Right. Somebody's going to know about that spending uh, in a report somewhere. If you could find a way to generate money that was a little more off the books for, like you were talking about, Iran-Contra, you're going to do it because you need money. You need funding for that kind of stuff, right? And maybe this is even a was viewed, and this is Matt talking, this is an opinion. Maybe it was viewed as a less nefarious way to generate that kind of money, you know, rather than helping traffickers or profiting from drugs that were being trafficked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's that's quite possible that that was one of the perspectives. Right. Uh, There could be a greater good argument as well. You know, I can't remember which government official or high muckety muck in some kind of global corporation said that they were profiting off a thing that they thought was also helping the American cause. And they and they were asked, well, what are you doing? Are you just trying to make a buck? Is that your goal or is your goal really to help make the world a better place? And without missing a beat, the guy said, 
why can't I have both goals? Which sounds a little greedy, but you know, we weren't at that hearing. So yeah, there are a lot of perspectives, a lot of rationalizations, but there are also even more questions. And this is where we get toward the end of this. So did the government let associates of government officials sell this stuff to foreign governments and then use that software to track dissidents, right? And to track money instead of legal cases. That's what Promise was originally designed for. Uh, Wired, again, a series of excellent articles on Wired, uh, they noted, quote, each new set of allegations leads to new sets of possibilities, which makes the story still more difficult to comprehend. Amen, dude. Amen. (laughs) So uh, the FBI eventually opens a case on Inslaw, the Inslaw scandal, the Promise Affair, and it's its 51st major case. They do it way after, you know, like they do in the 90s, uh, just for a sense of context about what the FBI considers major cases. Other things would include Osama bin Laden, the events of September 11th, 2001, the big anthrax scare that everybody just sort of forgot about. DC sniper, I bet. DC sniper, yeah. Oklahoma City bombing be another one. Uh, There was a summary sent to the FBI director in 92, and they said, look, we know that Inslaw did sign a contract. They got $9.9 million in 80s money uh, to install this stuff in all these different attorney offices. That was back when Reagan was on all the notes, just like mugging. You know, he was on mugging. all the notes. He was a regular Michael McDonald. <laughs> all right, we got to do it, guys. What is $9.9 million in 80s money? Inflation calculator time, yes. So it's tripled. $100 in 1982 is now worth $307.57. So let's say, let's just say $300, a little more. <sighs> if all those 80s babies had just saved, you know, their birthday money, then they would be, they would be running the world. Or at the very least, they're, they're, they're mint condition masters of the universe action figures. Oh, uh, for shame. It's a lot of money. But again, for an entity as large as the U.S. government, that's not money that will break the bank unless it's politically convenient to pretend like it will. So the DOJ would later go on to say, hey, Promise just didn't cut the mustard for us. It couldn't keep up with all the stuff we needed it to do. However, that appears to be um, a misappropriation of the truth. Uh, Promise is still being was still being used at least by parts of the US government as recently as 2017 in the New Jersey court system. It's like saying I am not going to pay for this sandwich. I demand a refund. It was terrible while you're eating it. Right? You're at the counter, you're eating it, you're saying it's terrible while you finish the sandwich. Okay, well, not all of these are going to be winners. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> off the dome with this. So uh, how how far did Promise get? Uh, it's been in Ireland. Uh, it's been in the Netherlands. Rome uses it in their tax office. And honestly, it's not all illegal use. Promise is being legally used in multiple countries around the world. It just gets tricky when you ask who's using it illegally, whether to spy on people, as the allegations go, 
or whether just using a bootleg copy. Uh, this is only scratching the surface of all the allegations, maybe a quick roll call about the stuff we haven't really gotten to, uh, each of which could probably be their own episodes. Well, I mean, first of all, definitely Robert Maxwell. We mentioned him several times since Connor wrote in, and I think it's time to just drill down and do a Robert Maxwell episode. Yeah. We also need to talk about the allegations that off the books profits from promise somehow made their way to partially fund the operations of Jeffrey Epstein. Those are the allegations, right? Not proven. Maybe through Ghislaine. Maybe. Uh, Casalero will probably need to bring Danny Casalero's story back into the mix. And we'll uh, I think we definitely do. We were talking about the strangeness of his, you know, untimely death. Noel, there's something that Emma North best found that I think we could use as like our primary fire for that. It was, let me just look it up guys. I've got it right here. Something that she posted on Muckrock May 20th, 2018 titled recently released evidence shows FBI may have investigated Danny Casalero's death through 2017. Ooh. So then they would have been, despite the official conclusions of the autopsy, they would have continued trying to answer some questions. Well, despite the statements that, yeah, there's nothing to see here. Like literally it was just, we don't need to look into this. This is a clear case of suicide. According to them, we don't need to look into it, but according to these documents, maybe they were, but again, it's may have investigated. So we need to look into it. Agreed. And there's even more, you know, the, the allegations surrounding how, when, and why various governments or intelligence agencies may have weaponized promise against other nations, other institutions. What did they do with it? You know, what, what happened once this Pandora's jar was unscrewed upon the world? We want to hear your thoughts, folks. Uh, we're going to return to this, but in the meantime, uh, we want to thank all our fellow conspiracy realists. Uh, take a page from Connor's book. Write to us with your opinions. Uh, write to us with your perspective. We try to be easy to find online. We do. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube with the handle Conspiracy Stuff. Keep an eye on that YouTube space. It's going to be some fun stuff afoot there uh, very soon. Um, conspiracy Stuff on those platforms, Facebook group, uh, same deal. Uh, conspiracy Stuff show on Instagram, and there's also fun stuff happening. Um, we also have a book we may or may not have mentioned, which you can get in audio or textual form anywhere that fine literature is sold. It's called Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. Uh, give, give it a read. I think you'll enjoy it if you enjoy this show. Um, we also have a telephone number. We do have a telephone number, but I do want to mention one thing on that YouTube channel. If you go over there right now, youtube.com slash conspiracy stuff, click on the playlist titled Drugs, Wars, and Profits, you will find the Danny Casalero video and the Inslaw Affair video. It's titled Tentacles of the Octopus. And uh, if you do want to give us a call, we can't wait to hear from you. We have a phone number. It's true. Uh, those are not unfounded allegations. That phone number is one eight three three stdwytk You'll hear a voice that lets you know you're in the right place. You'll hear a beep like so, beep, and then you'll have three minutes. Go nuts. Get weird with it. Uh, give yourself a moniker, a code name, a cool nickname. Tell us whether or not we can use your message and or voice on the air. And most importantly, do not censor yourself. If you need more than three minutes, 
write to us, give us all the links, take us to the edge of the rabbit hole. We will do the rest. All you have to do is drop us a line at our good old fashioned email address where we are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.